If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. I'm your host, 1993 graduate of Ripley High School, Brian Johnson. I'll be joined each and every week by the longtime public address announcer of Viking Athletics and a 1976 graduate of Ripley High School, Mike Rubin. We hope you enjoy. Now, here's the latest episode of Viking 360. Rube, the Viking football season got off to a quick start at Buckhannon last weekend. Uh, a, a very surprising outcome, I believe, for, in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, but the Vikings, a dominant performance. I thought the Vikings um, were solid both offensively and defensively, uh, as well as their special teams. And that was what made the difference in the game, the final score of 42 to nothing. But uh, looking at it and from an offensive standpoint, Brian, I thought – uh, they took advantage of the opportunities that, that Buchanan gave them, and that's what accounted for uh, making the score possibly a little bit higher than it normally would have been, but they had good field position, and they took advantage of that. But uh, averaging 5.1 yards per play I thought was impressive, and also uh, getting um, a 22-9 to advantage on first downs against the Buccaneers. And the Vikings got in the scoring column quickly, Rube. They recovered an onside kick to start the ball game, and uh, Joshua Roush was able to do that for the Vikings. And then 11 plays, 52 yards later, Caden Hall takes it in from one yard out. And listen to this call from Mike Donato of the Buccaneer Sports Network. 6.55 left to go. Ripley it's staying under center, keeping that eye formation. Hall and Ramsey in the backfield. Snap is back. To the up back again in Hall, and Hall, I don't think, got anything going. This is after second effort, is in for the touchdown. So Hall, the one-yard touchdown run, gets the Vikings on the board. And they lead the box six to nothing. And, Brian, we talked about uh, taking advantage of, um, of situations, but uh, Buchanan uh, took a knee on a punt attempt, and that put Ripley in excellent uh, field position, and, and they turned that mistake into a touchdown, a pass from Ty Stevens to Joey Ramsey. Ramsey's going to roll out here to the left side. Now looks right. He's got Ramsey on the far side, and that pass is caught, and for a touchdown, Ramsey comes out of that play action just totally unmarked with that real route to the right upside of the field, wide open, and that's going to be a 14-yard touchdown, 16-yard touchdown pass from Ramsey, or to Ramsey from Stevens. And that makes your score now Ripley 13, but can't an upshur. Nothing. Ramsey got into the end zone again after this seven-play, 78-yard drive. Again, he's going to cut right back up the middle, brings it back to his left, finds a gap in the middle, and he goes in easy for another Viking touchdown. Nice piece of running there by Joey Ramsey. Thursday avoids a couple tackles. 13-yard touchdown run by Joey Ramsey, and I believe that is Ramsey's second touchdown, his first rushing, one receiving as well. And Joey Ramsey got his third touchdown of the game late in the second quarter on a short dive play. What little bit of green is left between the nose of the ball and the goal line? Power formation here for the Vikings. It's going to be handed off to Ramsey. Ramsey's going to try and push through, and they're going to say he is in. 
just enough momentum to get the ball over the line. He's in for another touchdown. Third of the game, second on the ground, and that gives Ripley a 27 to nothing lead. The final score of the first half uh, on an interception, two of those uh, in the ball game, first by Blake Cummings. The second was from Joey Ramsey as he takes it in for the Viking touchdown. Owens goes in motion toward the far sideline. They're going to throw it back to him. And it's picked off. Here comes Joey Ramsey, 26-yard line. In the end zone, the sophomore taking over here at Buckhannon Upshire tonight, Jeff. What a debut for this young man. And only one score in the second half. By that time, the game was pretty much out of reach, but Caden uh, Hall, Scores on a seven-yard run. It capped a 15-play, 81-yard drive to make the final score 42 to nothing. In motion, Roush. They give it the hall right up the middle into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings, as Caden goes over 100 yards rushing for the evening. And the Vikings jump on top 41 to nothing at the 10-10 mark here in the fourth period. Rube, the Vikings off to a great start, uh, as you can tell from last week. But uh, this week doesn't get any easier. This is a scrappy bunch of Lincoln County Panthers coming to town. And uh, Rube, uh, regardless of the records over the years uh, on the basketball floor, on the football field, this has been a very difficult matchup for the Vikings. And the Panthers are going to come into town with a little bit of swagger about them. They're coming off a big win over Roan County. They defeated the Raiders by the score of 33-14. to In that game, their running back, Isaiah Smith, uh, ran 15 times for 242 yards, three touchdowns. Their quarterback completed 11 of 13 passes for 109 yards, and he threw the ball to five different receivers. The series all-time 5-1 to one, uh, in favor of the Vikings. They last met 2014, in which game uh, a big uh, night uh, for the Viking running backs. Uh, they ran all over the Panthers that night. And uh, the Panthers, Rube, uh, rough season last year, but they look like a different team this year. Yeah, they only went 1-9 and nine last year, but they have a new head coach. He was a former uh, assistant coach in the program, and just like our coach, uh, Steve Sayre, a graduate of that, of that high school, and I'm sure he's trying to instill a new program there at Lincoln County. That will be the home opener for the Vikings. It will be Friday night. The uh, game set to kick off at 7.30. If you cannot make it out uh, due to restrictions, make sure you tune in to C98. The West Virginia Telecom uh, countdown to kickoff begins at 7. Kickoff will be at 7.30. And, Rube, another neat way to consume Viking football this year has unveiled itself uh, due to all of the changes uh, in our country right now. Uh, tell us about uh, what's happening. Well, as you're aware, Brian, uh, only parents uh, will be allowed uh, to attend the game Friday at Memorial Stadium. But thanks to an arrangement with uh, Mountaintop Media, it's a new uh, company uh, made put together by uh, three Ripley High grads, uh, Ian Henry, Jonathan Henry, and uh, and Nick Howry, and they're going to have live stream, live stream coverage of the game. And if you'd like more information on that, I believe you can subscribe either to an individual game or to all five uh, home games this season. So check them out on Facebook. That's Mountain Top Media.
Vikings senior Caden Hall started out uh, the season in a big way at Buchanan with uh, 103 yards rushing, uh, one of the leading tacklers. He also scored uh, two touchdowns. So here's Brian Johnson's conversation with Vikings senior Caden Hall. Welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by Viking fullback, linebacker, just all-around stud. Caden Hall joins uh, the podcast. Caden, uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed in the hair game this year. Uh, basketball last year, you had the best hair of anybody in the state of West Virginia. Um, before we get into the football stuff, the important stuff, and that's the hair. What, are you going to anything special? I mean, do you have anything planned as the season goes out? Oh, mom won't let me do anything else. So, you know, talk it up with her because I've begged her. You know, I tried to let it grow. I had Luke's wedding, you know, my brother, and I couldn't do anything with that. So, he made me cut it. But I had like I had other stuff back, and they just like no, you gotta get it off. Tried doing a mohawk. I was like no, so I tried. I really did. Well, besides the hair, you had a great game last week, man. A good game for you guys getting off to a one and zero start. You can't win them all unless you win the first one. You had 103 on the ground, a couple of touchdowns. Maybe you should have had another touchdown that maybe you were robbed a little bit of. But uh, good start, man. Thanks. I really appreciate it. How exciting was it for you to get back out there? I mean, uh, I know it probably feels like a lifetime since, uh, you know, you've been competing. And I know you had a scrimmage game, but that's not quite the same. Yeah. The games are really different now since there's, like, no fans in the band. Everything's quiet, and you just got your thoughts, and the coach is yelling at you. So it's really different, but it's really exciting. How do you uh, keep yourself motivated? I mean, I know that sounds silly. You're you're playing a game that you love, and, and you know that you have – uh, a limited amount of, of times to get to do this again but I know sometimes it's got to be kind of difficult to get yourself up and going when when you don't have that crowd support and, and things to get get you hyped up well during this like all this COVID stuff you actually had to play like it's your last game because I'm a senior and I have no idea how many more games I'm gonna play this team plays with a little swag I noticed that Friday night uh, for a young group um, what do you attribute that to I, I know you do. You play with some swag. Uh, Matthew does. He does it in a different way. Quentin does. Uh, you, you three seniors do, so I know you guys uh, probably have a lot to do with the way this team uh, kind of carries itself. Mostly young guys, is that they like if they dress good, they will play good. And so, like, Matt's definitely not like that, but his mental game is just where he's at all the time. He's all mental. And Quentin, Quentin's like, you know, Quentin will do anything. You know, he's that type of guy that he can dress good, he can play good, he can mentally think good, and he'll be all right. You look at this uh, game this week, Lincoln County coming to town. They haven't been here uh, since 2014, and, and they play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I mean, they, this group's a little bit nasty. You guys are going to have to bring that uh, right back at them here to see this week. Yeah, they're, they're the sewer dwellers, as you would say. They haven't been at the top, but... They could come in here and they could do whatever they wanted to us, but we're just going to have to bring the physicality and the mental and the talented that we have in there to show them what we got. You probably didn't realize this, but the last time a Ripley defense shut a team out in the first game of the season, I was a sophomore in high school, and I'm sure you weren't even born at this point. Uh, pretty big uh, pretty big feat for you guys, man. Uh, there have been 21 shutouts in Viking history in the first game of the season, and last week was the 21st. Yeah, well, it's something to make history again for, you know. The, the 2018 playoff team, I'll be a part of that, and this, I'll be part of that too. You're going to have to play great defense tonight, man, uh, or this week, rather. This is a heck of a team. Uh, they're going to run the football. They, they rushed for nearly 10 yards per carry at Roan County last week. Well, you see their opponent. That's kind of wild, but we're a lot better than them. And if we, if we uh, make our hits and get those tackles, he won't have as much yards as he did. 
All right, man. Thanks for the time. Best of luck this week, and uh, we'll be checking in with you throughout the season. Thank you. Viking sophomore Katie Lawrence wrote her name into the record books on the, in Friday night's game at Buchanan when she uh, scored a point. She actually went three for three, kicking uh, extra points, and became the first female to score points for Viking football. Welcome back inside Viking 360, joined now by uh, first girl to score points as a football player at Ripley High School, Katie Lawrence. Katie, congratulations. Thank you. How cool was that of a feeling for you when you trotted out there and knocked that first one through and then followed up by making the next two? It was a pretty great feeling. I was just happy because my parents were there to see me and everybody else was just, it was just a good feeling because my team was there and I knew they were proud of me and everything. How about the win? Uh, You guys won in convincing fashion. Uh, Probably, I don't think anybody really expected that uh, big of an outcome victory for the Vikings, but I know it had to be a good bus trip home. Oh, yeah, it was a great bus trip home. Everybody was celebrating. It was just great. Everybody was so happy. It was just a great win, and it really just gave us a nice confidence booster. Now you have to recompose yourself uh, for this week, a big uh, challenge for you guys. I know it's something you'll be up for. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Kaylin, thanks for the time. Best of luck uh, the rest of the year, and uh, we're super proud of you. Thank you so much. He's already a member of the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame, and now he is a member of the Ripley Viking Football Hall of Fame. Mike Rubin had this conversation with the Class of 95 Athlete of the Year, Matt Parsons. Five former Viking greats are being inducted into the Viking Football Hall of Fame this season. The first is Matt Parsons, a graduate with the class of 1995. Matt, congratulations and thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's a great honor and I love the community and a lot of fond memories here. Well, Matt, you celebrated Labor Day at your old stomping ground out on Chateau Road. So what brought you home uh, during the holiday weekend? Well, the need to work and uh, uh, my dad uh, still works the farm out uh, on Chateau and has some cattle. <clears throat> so this is the time of year to put up hay. So we've we've been putting up hay for about the last five days now. And uh, thankfully, we're done. So <laughs> Good for you. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, going back to your high school days, you were a four-year letterman mm-hmm. at Ripley High. And those are rare, but you were a four-year letterman uh, in the early 90s. But just share with us, what are some of your memories uh, being a part of, of Viking football for four years. Man, there's a lot. Uh, I think about <clears throat> coming in as a freshman and uh, really being very green, uh, not knowing a whole lot. Really, my, my middle school career and little league career was mainly, you know, get by on talent. Uh, so you didn't know a lot of things. And I remember uh, coming up as a freshman and, and uh, Pat Ander- Patrick Anderson kind of put me under his wing a little bit and taught me some things. and. Uh, it was unique, and uh, to be able to be under him, and, and um, you know, I think Coach Mike Reed, who was a was a great motivator, one of the one of the best coaches I've ever had. Uh, I really think a lot of him, and uh, just them taking the time and teaching me things. And uh, you know, I think about Pat. You know, Pat was injured his it was his senior year. He was injured right before our first game, and. Uh, and fortunately, I, it allowed me a chance to get a chance to play as a freshman. And uh, so I stepped in a linebacker the first game. I'll never forget that. So a lot, of, a lot of different things. You know, as my career went on, I think, uh, you know, you have a lot of memories. I, I, I really don't remember a lot of the games. 
I just remember a lot of the players. Uh, I think about, you know, getting ready before the game and being in an old locker room over there uh, behind the gym close to the uh, shop building out there and, and uh, listening to the band as, as we kind of sat outside and, and got prepared for the game. And, and obviously coming out of that um, locker room and, and hearing the clatter, the cleats coming on that concrete, uh, used to bring chills to me, and then, uh, and then obviously hearing you announce us onto the field, and and even now going back to the games, you you get those chill bumps just thinking about uh, that opportunity to be able to do that. So that's neat, Matt. And uh, you had quite an accomplished uh, career, earning uh, in football all conference honors, all all state recognition, and you were athlete of the year yeah. with a class of '95. And then you went on to play not football, but baseball. You were also a uh, four-year letterman in baseball at Ripley High, also a member of the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame, and had a great career as a catcher at the University of Charleston. Tell us about that. Well, I, I was blessed. Um, yeah, as I've talked to you before, football was my true love uh, growing up. Uh, obviously, I didn't get the size. My younger brother did. Uh, so I fell into baseball. And, and just having the opportunity to play here at Ripley, Many people, I think, take take that for granted. Uh, you don't have communities like Ripley, and uh, you know, to having the support of uh, of the businesses, uh, the papers, uh, the announcers, the fans, uh, the parents, uh, it's a unique experience. And then being able to continue <clears throat> in college as far as a baseball player, you know, it was, it was a blessing to me. You know, growing up, we didn't have a, a whole lot of money. So being able to have a scholarship to pay for my, my schooling was really my goal, and uh, it was a joy to get a chance to play. God blessed me in a lot of, a lot of positions, uh, athletically, uh, along with family. So. Matt, um, going back to your middle school days, I recall one time I was a guest speaker at Ripley Middle School on career day, yeah. and uh, we were talking about what we wanted to be when we grew up, and I remember your, your answer to that question. You wanted to play in the National Football League. <laughs> that was a dream of yours. Yeah. And, and while you didn't make it to the NFL, yeah. you still went on to have sports involved with your life sure. in the field of sports medicine. Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been a great opportunity. Again, being able to go, you know, God directs your path. I honestly, truly believe that if you allow him. And, um, you know, going off to college, uh, University of Charleston was not my first choice. Um, but they, they gave me a full ride, so I really didn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't complain about that. Um, but going there, you know, gave me the opportunity to study athletic training and sports medicine, which then took me on to get my master's in athletic training at the California University of Pennsylvania, which I would have never been at. Uh, was, that's also where I met with my wife, so, so I was uh, thankful for that. But then, you know, becoming an athletic trainer, working in a university setting, uh, it gave me the opportunity to pick up some classes I needed to go on to be a physician assistant and go on to school. So, again, I think each step, even though it wasn't what I particularly saw myself doing, uh, it was what I needed at the time. I think God put me in those positions. And I know, Matt, in your current position, uh, you may not be playing sports, but you help a lot of athletes out. Tell us what you do. Well, I'm a physician assistant. I do work for an orthopedic surgeon in Charleston. Uh, do try to stay close. Uh, to this community. Uh, I have a relationship with Steve Lowe, the athletic trainer here at Ripley, uh, and along with many other athletic trainers in the Charleston area, but it allows me to see a lot of athletes. And, um, you know, I think about myself when I was in, in that position and, and going through 
little injuries you know some of these kids are going through some pretty major stuff and, and it really affects their life so being able to to have a part uh, of still being involved in this community in that setting um, but also being involved in athletics has, has been a blessing to me Matt, tell us about your wife Jennifer and and your and your family. Well, I've been I've been married uh, let's see for 17 years now um, to my wife Jennifer, who I, like I said met in Pennsylvania in school. Um, we do have two beautiful children. Uh, my daughter's 15. Her name's Madison. Very involved in athletics uh, and musically, for that matter. She's she's multi-talented. She loves softball. It's her is her true love. But she does a lot of musical stuff in the church and sings plays the piano. Um, I'm proud of her for that. And I have a 13-year-old son, Caleb, uh, who is also very athletic. Uh, his his true love is basketball. Uh, he does play baseball and, and soccer as well. But man, he's he's ate up with basketball. But great kids. Um, I just I, I'm I'm blessed to have them in my life and, and thankful and, and can't wait to see what they do in their in their life. Matt, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Folks, we've been talking with Matt Parsons, a member of not only the Viking Baseball Hall of Fame, but now an inductee in the Viking Football Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Matt. Well, thank you so much. And again, it's, a, it's been a, a blessing and a pleasure to be part of this community and definitely an honor to be a part of these both of these Hall of Fames. The cross-country team got its season off to a great start uh, last Saturday in the uh, St. Mary's Cross-Country Fall Festival down in Ona. They took second place as a team. And uh, a freshman on that team, Ellie Hasefluck, competing in her first race, picked up her first win. And also, the cross-country teams have another big meet coming up uh, this Saturday as they compete in the Chick-fil-A Invitational. That will be at Mineral Wells. But here's a conversation with Ellie Hasefluck. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by uh, a uh, new superstar to the running show at Ripley High School. That's Ellie Hasefluk, freshman. Ellie, thanks for being with me. Hey. Hey, congratulations. Uh, a tremendous uh, effort for you at the St. Mary's uh, uh, tournament down in Ona. Uh, you ended up winning that thing by 45 seconds. Quite an accomplishment. For someone who's yet to even crack a book as a student at Ripley High School, I know that's something you have to be excited about. Yep. It's really exciting to win as a freshman in my first race. Tell me about, uh, I'm always fascinated by runners, uh, what makes them tick. Uh, you know, there are people who either love to run or they hate to run. Uh, I know a lot of people who wouldn't run from me to you if, if they were forced to, but People like you that uh, are in great physical condition, what is it about running that, that, that gets you going? Like, what makes you so excited to get out and run? I always like the competition, and it's just really fun to race against people, and competition's really fun. What's going through your mind when you're running? Do you just kind of go blank and, and focus on getting to the finish line, or are you running through uh, different things in your head? Um, I focus on getting to the finish line, but I always, like, check in to see who's behind me, and, like, I always like the competition part of it. Now, you, uh, you're fairly shy. You don't want to talk about Ellie. You want to talk about your team. So tell me about your team. I know you guys uh, have had great success in the past. You're looking toward the future. Tell me how excited you are to be a part of this Ripley uh, cross-country team. 
Well, this year, I think we're going to have a really good team. Like, we're all together again. In middle school, we were really good, and now we have Jaden Casto. So I think we're going to be pretty good this year. Tell me about your dad. Your dad was a, an all-stater in football at Ripley High School. He went on to play at Marshall. He runs competitively now. Do you guys uh, like to uh, go against each other and compete a little bit? Well, I used to, like, compete against him and stuff, but now I'm faster than him. <laughs> do, do you rub that in his face a little bit when you get a chance? Yeah, but now I just don't rub it in his face because... I know I'm faster. <laughs> Ellie, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck. Continued success to you. And we'll, uh, we'll, sir, we'll be talking to you several times in the future. Thank you. Ripley High welcomes a new band director this year. Mike Rubin had this conversation with Mr. Eric Statz. We welcome to the podcast and to the Ripley community the new director of the Pride of Jackson County, Ripley High School Band Director, Eric Statz. Eric, welcome. Thank you. Uh, as far as your background goes, a native of Roan County, attended Marshall University, uh, spent the bulk of your career in, including uh, at Wood County, including the last nine years, at uh, Parkersburg South. So why at this point in your career did you decide it was time to, to make a switch to Ripley? Well, I'll tell you, um, about seven years ago, I uh, I married the band director at Rome County High School, and uh, we uh, we now have three children. And uh, when I moved to Spencer, uh, that uh, that hour long commute was was pretty tough there, trying to get back and forth. And uh, you know, even though you know I I really loved my students, and we had a really great program going at Parkersburg South. Uh, I knew that, you know, if I was ever going to leave that, it would have to be for a, a comparable program that, that I knew was, was going to be able to offer the same types of, of opportunities for students and uh, the same type of great community to, to back that program. And really the only option that I could ever, uh, even in the beginning, to think about was uh, if the opportunity ever came up to move directly high school. I'm just you know, fortunate to have the opportunity to come down and be a part of this great tradition. Great, Eric. And and you have a little twist to your skills in that you not only uh, are a band director, but I understand that you also design band shows. I do. Uh, since uh, my father was the band director at Nicholas County High School uh, up until about 2000, um, when I was in high school, uh, I used to I showed some interest in learning how to design and uh, started uh, writing shows for him at that point in time, and that was in the early 90s. And uh, So fast forward to now, and I'm writing for some of the largest programs in the state, uh, George Washington High School, University, uh, just to name a couple. And, uh, and in fact, I've been writing for Ripley now for uh, starting uh, last year. It was actually my first year, so... Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoy that. Uh, I got into judging uh, and have judged in uh, Indiana, Ohio, as well as West Virginia uh, back when I had some time off from high school band directing. Uh, and 
you know, I, I really enjoy the visual aspect of it and uh, what you can do with a group of, of students who are motivated and highly talented on a football field. And we're talking with New Ripley High Band Director, Mr. Eric Statz. And Eric, with COVID-19, there have been changes for everyone, and band directors uh, are no different from anyone else. There are lots of changes that people are going to notice uh, this fall uh, during the, the home football games. Tell us about those. Well, uh, because of uh, you know the concern of, of the spread of the uh, COVID-19, uh, Bands are going to be more, or I guess a little less, involved. Uh, when we come out, uh, we're no longer permitted, uh, at least for now, to march and play at the same time. Uh, this is due to uh, a couple of aerosol studies where they're concerned that, uh, you know, it may not be 100% safe for students to be out marching on the field. And... You know, one thing, anybody who knows me knows that, you know, safety is going to be my number one concern when it comes to students. And we're going to do, uh, you know, what we have to do to make sure that uh, that we're following guidelines. Uh, so, you know, everything that we're doing is going to be focused on music during pregame and halftime. Uh, and uh, now during the football game itself. Uh, we're limited to only percussion instruments that are going to be permitted to play, uh, which includes even uh, when we score touchdowns, uh, we'll, uh, we're going to have to use uh, either recordings or just percussion instruments that play the fight song, which, uh, which is going to be hard on us because that's, that's a huge part of what we do, and we love to be a part of the, uh, the, the environment, the excitement of the football Friday night. Uh, but we all know that, uh, you know, this is all again, the name is Tracy, and we also know this won't last forever, and we're still preparing and hoping that uh, sometime very soon we'll be able to get right back to it and back to normal, and uh, you'll hear all those sounds coming back out, and, and uh, we're still planning on doing some cheering as much as we can. Well, it may be masked up, uh, we'll still be out there supporting our team and our school. And some other things that uh, fans might notice on Saturday, on Friday is that uh, there will not be the traditional tunnel uh, for the team to come onto the field, and your your seating arrangement will be a little bit different in the end zone. Yes, absolutely. Uh, with it, uh, you know, the concern, of course, you know, uh, same with uh, marching and playing, uh, the concern of uh, the football team running down through all of the instruments playing. Uh, could potentially pose a bit more risk than, than uh, you know, what we're, you know, the SSAC and everyone is comfortable with. And, uh, and again, you know, we're all about trying to keep these students safe. And, uh, you know, we want these guys to be uh, to be there to play week to week and not have to sit out. Uh, in the end zone, uh, it's very likely that we will not be in our typical bleachers. And they end up have to be seated in folding chairs where we'll be socially distanced and, uh, and, uh, you know, in, in straight lines facing right at the field. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to look a little different. It'll sound a little different, but, you know, as I said, you know, we're, we're there to keep these students safe and, uh, we're going to come up with some ways, you know, hopefully each week we'll come up with two different ways to get involved and, uh, and still abide by the guidelines and make sure that uh, 
that we, that we again, are, are supportive of, of all of the units that are out there, um, you know, participating and performing on Friday nights. Eric, let's wrap this up by talking about uh, this year's halftime show, and I know that one has been selected that will be popular with those folks who are in my generation. Tell us about uh, what you'll be playing this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, this year we'll be performing the music of Queen, and uh, this will include uh, the, the songs Don't Stop Me Now, Bohemian Rhapsody, and we are the champions, and those are the songs we're going to uh, present on Friday, this Friday night, and we're hoping that uh, shortly thereafter we're going to add another song, and uh, we're uh, you know just making sure that we've got everything ready for you, but we're working on a, uh, an arrangement of bicycle rigs that, uh, that we hope to have prepped up and ready to go by the next football game, so... Maybe something a little different by the next game, and who knows, maybe by then we'll be all in the green, and we may be able to do a little bit more. So, here's hoping. And, Eric, you mentioned the finale this this week of We Are the Champions, and uh, hopefully uh, best wishes for We Are the Grand Champions when it comes to the pride of Jackson County in the, in the coming seasons. Uh, thank you for Absolutely. joining me, and uh, good luck this year. Thank you very much. Rube, aside from football, it's another big week of Viking sports across the campus. Yes, several teams will be uh, in action this evening. Uh, the Lady Vikings soccer team will uh, take a 2-0 record into their match at Parkersburg. The Vikings soccer team will be at home against the Big Reds. They are 0-1 on the season. Uh, Viking golf team will travel to uh, Roan County for a match this evening. Also, uh, Lady Viking volleyball will be playing at Ritchie County on Tuesday, the Spike and Vikes are 1-1 one one on the season. And the uh, Viking Junior Varsity football team gets their season started on Monday as they host the Wahama White Falcons. Remember, for all the news on the blue, go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, Hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications.